This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Eric Name joins us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Eric, what did you think of the six? And uh, did you run into Drake? Hit him with a, a little forearm shiver for us. Uh, no, I, I did not hit up Drake. Well, I shouldn't say that. He hit me up a couple times, but I was like, Drake, I got a lot of work to do. Right, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, he was trying to but... trying to take you over to the OVO club. You just didn't have time. Yeah. You had to write good stories. Yeah. What club was that? Yeah, come on. The OVO club? <laughs> What's that? OVO. That's Drake's uh, brand. OVO? OVO. Is that a club or no? They, they have a little night spot in oh, Toronto. Okay. Go ahead, Eric. Go ahead, what, what did you see in Game Four? Yeah, go ahead, uh, I saw a Bucks team that uh, you know was back on their heels. I think that's the first time. I mean, really since the Celtics Game One. I, I didn't think we saw it in Game Three in Toronto. I thought Game Three was you know just a total rock fight. And it could have gone either way, but I thought Game Four. You know, you saw a Bucks team kind of all the way back on their heels as they were just taking shot after shot from that Raptors team and. You know, they, they didn't really respond to it very well. I, so often this year we've seen them really respond in the third quarters, whether that's, you know, putting a team away in the third quarter or responding to another team playing well against them in the third quarter. That's that's the time where we see them, you know, kind of figure out what they're, what they're doing or, you know, what they need to be doing. And we just didn't see that at all last night. And uh, from there it, it snowballed and it got ugly. And uh, I think what – what you got to figure out is, you know, how is Giannis going to get something going against Kawhi? Like that's that's really what what this comes down to, and you know, it's a, it's a large reason why the last couple games I've been asking Giannis if if he thinks he's being aggressive enough. Where where is he going to get going, Eric? I mean, what how is he going? I mean, what is he? How does he get going? What does he, what does he do to get going? Uh, to me, it's offensively. It's, you're talking right. Yeah, to me, it's. Essentially, the way I put it in my article today was, I mean, he's going through essentially the the exact same thing LeBron did early in his career, where he has these incredible physical skills, Mm -hmm. but he's very focused on making the right play. And that was one of those criticisms that just did not leave LeBron for, I mean, really until he got a ring was, you know, he's too focused on making the right play. He won't take games over. He'll just keep making the right pass and keep making the right pass and keep so, making the so right what, pass. So what, what, what does Giannis have to do then? What is he, what, what he going to do? Not pass it. Not pass it, okay. Like, you got you got to go at him. So, like, when, so when there's three juggles in lane, just run over all three of them? Absolutely. Okay. Because that, 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 that's, 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 right? that's all he's got, right? That's and, all he's got, right? Yeah. And, I mean, that's right. what a, a young LeBron had, and he yeah. rattled off 25 straight points against the best defensive team in the – Last twenty years against the Detroit Pistons. Like, now you know, forty-eight special. Like he did that. Yeah. Like that's that's when you're that type of player, when you're yeah. that caliber of player. That's what you have to do. And it, is it going to be hard? Yeah, it's going to yeah. suck. It, it's going to be really tough. It is going to be hard. That's what you have to do. Like so, for me, that's really what it's been. Is that he's got to decide when he wants to flip the switch and be aggressive. Because if he just keeps making the right pass, I, I mean. At home, I, they, it feels they, like they to me, Eric. It feels like to me, Eric. He's tired of running into that wall. 
Yeah, and that could be, but I, I just think he's giving Leonard, I don't want to say too much respect. Leonard deserves it all. He's a fantastic But it's more defender. than just Leonard, though. I was watching films today. I mean, once you get to a certain point in the paint, there's like three guys there. Oh, yeah. I mean, Leonard's no. the first line of defense, but there's guys behind him. For sure. And, uh, I mean, I don't want to ever say that anyone defends Giannis by themselves. Exactly. Like that, that's, it takes an army. And yeah. Obviously, I think we all know that. Right. But, like, you do have to, at some point, just kind of decide that, I'm going to go get a bucket right now. And is it going to be ugly? Yeah. Might I yeah. pick up an offensive foul? Yeah, I might. But, mm-hmm. to me, that that's really kind of where this series can flip, is if, Giannis wants to do that. And again, at home, mm-hmm. passing it to Nikola Mirotic 10 times might not be the worst thing. He might hit five of those threes. And the Bucks could end up winning this series playing the exact same way that they are now. Because when you go home, role players play better, as we've seen in Toronto. And all of that evens out. So maybe, maybe that is how you win all seven. Um, or how you win this seven-game series. You win everything at home, and that's just kind of how you get through. But I do think he is going to have to turn up the aggressiveness a little bit and it doesn't have to be every time and it doesn't have to be he's not passing anymore but uh, I do think there's got to be moments where this entire year they've leaned on him and they've said hey you're you're our MVP like we need a bucket right now go get one and he's been able to do it and in this series when they're doing that right now it's all right I'm gonna make the right pass and you guys gotta hit a shot on the road that that becomes a little bit tougher at home I think it could work I, I think they can very easily win game five playing that way tomorrow, and they could do the same thing in game seven. But, you know, if you are really trying to take a step forward and, and kind of change this entire series, I think that's kind of where it can change. What about on the defensive side of the floor? Would you make any changes defensively? I think as this series has gone on, they've grown more and more concerned with Kawhi Leonard. And I think really what they were doing in game one and game two, like, I didn't think there was a whole lot wrong with it. And I, I think they're, they're starting to see ghosts out there where they're just doubling too hard. They're sending yep. too much help at, at Leonard, and he's making an easy pass. And, again, like I said, I don't think the Raptors bench guys shoot this well in Milwaukee. And just like we saw the Bucks bench guys didn't shoot that well in Toronto. Like, I, I think that all evens out. But, you know, you do have to figure out where that balance is because if you're going to keep giving open jump shots to guys that are now willing shooters and – in those first couple games, they weren't. But once I got to Toronto, Gasol, Powell, all those guys said, all right, you're going to give us all these shots, we're going to take them, and we are going to make them. So um, to me, that that's kind of defensively what you have to be thinking about. And, and again, the first two games, they didn't, they didn't play terrible defensively. Uh, last night was obviously a, just an awful outing defensively. Um, so, you know, maybe some of that evens out, but I do think they have to be thinking about that a little bit. And I know on, on the conference call we had with Bud today, he seemed, he seemed pretty happy with what they're doing against Kawhi, but he did mention that, you know, we, we do have to think about some of those other shots that we're giving up and that we're giving up too many of them. And I do think if there's an adjustment to be made defensively, it's maybe not giving up quite as many as they've given up here in these first four games. Talking about the Eastern Conference Finals with Eric Name of the Athletic here on the Wendy's Big Show, 105.7 FM, The Fan. Eric, did he say anything about the, the possibility of, of a move in the lineup, either if it's Nikola Mirotic coming out of the starting lineup for Malcolm Brogdon or uh, for what a lot of people have talked about, the way George Hill has played and the way Eric Bledsoe has played, maybe a switch there. He was asked about it, but he didn't say anything about it, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, but that's, I mean, you know, that's how it goes in the playoffs. You're not going to 
give away anything like that. So he's, he's not here to tell you what he's going to do with the starting lineup, even though I, I think ultimately it's kind of silly to even play those games. But that's what all, all coaches do at this point. Um, but, uh, I mean, uh, to me, all you got to do is look at the box score. Like, whether or not, whether or not Eric Bledsoe is starting, like, look at the box score. He played 20 minutes last night. Like, George Hill played more than him. Like, I don't want to say the decision's already been made, but in many ways, I think you're going to, you're going to see Eric Bledsoe get a chance at the start of the game. And if I know Bud in, in the way that I feel I know Bud, I wouldn't be surprised if the first play of the game is drawn up for Eric Bledsoe because that's just how they go. Like, after Brooke Lopez misses 12 threes, well, the next night they drop a three for him in the, in the very first play. Like, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see the Bucks try to get Bledsoe going at home and, you know, that could be a way to build his confidence and, and try to get him going. Uh, so that that wouldn't shock me. But also, if it doesn't work, I wouldn't be shocked if George Hill plays way more minutes than him, just like he did in game four. I think you got to go with what's, what's going to work and what's going to win. And at this moment, when Bledsoe was on the floor, the Raptors will not respect him. They They will not be anywhere near him. And when it's a defender as long and athletic as Pascal Siakam, it is a serious problem. Like it just clogs up the floor for anyone else trying to do anything. If Bledsoe's unable to take advantage of what Siakam's giving him, and Siakam's giving him a lot, essentially every time he, he's given him a three. And you know, like I, I cut a, a clip from, I think it was the third quarter last night. There's 12 seconds left on the shot clock. Chris Middleton has the ball at half court. They run a pick and roll three or four seconds run off. Middleton gets into the lane, two more seconds run off. He catches it with six, and he kicks it to the corner to Eric Bledsoe, where the entire season, that's been a shot. No doubt about it, that is a catch-and-shoot three. That's what this offense does. That's what they're built on. And Bledsoe stutter steps into it. He's somehow inside the three-point line instead of behind the three-point line, takes a dribble, and then kicks it over to Ersanio de Silva who then kicks it to Chris Middleton because he doesn't want it. And then Chris Middleton has to take a shot clock violation because he can't get a shot off because he's the only one getting respected on the floor. And it's just like, well, guys, like, you got you to gotta kind of figure that out. And I know confidence is tough to come by when you are 2 of 18 from the three-point line like Eric Bledsoe is at this moment. But, you know, if, if the motto is let it fly, you have to let it fly. Like, that's what, it, what this is all built yeah, on. Yeah, that's, what, that's and, what Joe said, yeah. Hey, let me ask you this real quick before we let you get going here. Let's talk about uh, this whole Drake thing. Uh, what's your thoughts on this whole Drake thing? Out of line here, did he bother the players? Did he, did he freak them out? What's your thoughts? Uh, I I cannot imagine any players are freaked out by a Canadian pseudo-rapper. I guess he's more of an R&B guy. Like, yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah, whatever mm-hmm. he is. What, like, yeah, well, yeah. What, Former what Degrassi player? star, too. You can yeah, say that. Yeah. Yeah, like what? What is like? What is an NBA player going to be concerned about with that guy? Well, why is everybody talking player? about it then? I mean, because it seems it, like all Bucks fans are freaked out about Drake. Boonholzer right? addressed it today uh, as well in his uh, teleconference because people were asking about it. Well, yes, I, I don't think Bud would have wanted to make an opening statement about right. Drake Agreed. or one unprovoked. But I mean, if you're a Bucks fan. 
would you rather talk about them getting stomped in Game 4, or would you rather complain about Drake? Well, the other thing is Giannis's agent shouldn't be on Twitter complaining about Drake either. I mean, that all that does is make it look like Giannis is having problems with him, and his agent has to come to his defense on Twitter. I mean, it's it's a horrible look, because it's like a dad trying to stick up for his for his kid on social media or running to the coach about his kid not getting enough playing time or he's being too hard on him. I, I, I was not a big fan of seeing Giannis's agent on Twitter complaining about it and then it becoming one of the stories on the front page of ESPN.com. Yeah, I mean, I think it's all ridiculous. So like, what are your uh, thoughts on this whole Drake thing? Just, I mean, I can, I, could, I could see him hopping around on the sidelines from my spot. Uh, yeah. did, did it bother me? No. Did it affect the way I watch the game? No, not did, in any did way. It did it affect the players? the game on the – on the court, no, not in any way. Like okay. he's just a dude. He's a cheerleader that massages the coach on the sideline. Like, do you think well, it's any would... different than Spike Lee, Eric? No, it, it's, it's the it's, same thing. Yeah, it's the Spike same. Lee was I in guess. Reggie Miller's head. He owned space there. That was a thing. That was. Yeah, yeah and then Reggie shut him up. Sure, and... but I'm just saying he had Reggie's attention, though. That, that's my point, and that's the thing with Drake is, do, will he get some of these guys' attention? by yapping his jaws nonstop throughout the game. I, I, don't, I have no idea one way or the other. My question for you is is about this all-defensive team that comes well, out just today. Hold up, because I haven't answered my oh, question sorry. yet because you've been taking over. I'm just I thought he to, said he doesn't he think it's it ridiculous. Okay, go ahead, you guys. No, go Did you no, want me to answer no, more? go ahead. You guys good. Okay. I mean, the all-defensive Billy, Billy, a minute for you. Go ahead. The all-defensive team, Bledsoe, uh, makes the all-defensive team with Giannis. I saw Jared Dudley on social media today complaining that it should be a positionless all-defensive team, that Kawhi Leonard should have been on there. Uh, thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think it gets into a really tough spot when you have to limit guys in that way. Like, you know, you're thinking about, I mean, even from a Bucks perspective, I thought Brooke Lopez was worthy of all-defensive votes, but he's not going to get any because you have two center spots to fill out, and he's not going to get any, but... Is he, you know, one of the 20 most impactful defenders in the league? Yeah, he probably was this year. Um, so I, I would agree with it. I, I think you got to find a way to the position designations really make for some funky voting. Like for a guy like Kawhi not to be, you know, first team. Like it's that's really tough. And I mean, I think even in the last couple of years, like you've seen the fact that Giannis wasn't an all defensive team guy last year was crazy. Like he's always been yeah, he like been. since. Since he was second-team all-defense in 2016-17, he was obviously one of the, the guys that should have been on that team last year, and obviously this year. like uh, The positional stuff really does mess it up. So, yeah, I, I would agree with the assessment. I think you you got to find a way to really get the, the 10 best defenders on there and not just figure out the, an arbitrary kind of line that, okay, this guy's a guard, I can vote for him as a guard, or this guy's a forward, or this guy's a center. Like, that, I, I think making a position list really would help you get the, the 10 best defenders rather than the 10 best defenders at these kind of positions, and we're going to have to draw up lines that maybe don't make a ton of sense. Eric, it's now a three-game series. Who you got, Bucks raptors Bucks and seven. There it is, Eric. Name of the Athletic. You can go read his stuff at the Athletic Wisconsin. You can follow him on Twitter, Eric underscore name. Eric, appreciate it, man. We'll talk next week. I look forward to it. See you, fellas. That's All Eric. Right. Name of the Athletic. Joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Looking to buy, build, renovate, or refinance in 2019? Look no further. Call Great Midwest Bank today. Great Midwest Bank, providing simply local common sense lending to your community since 1935. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.